Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and we're going to dive today into the number one question I get from spiritual entrepreneurs, which is how to start your online business. Now, I work with a lot of folks who already have businesses or who have taken those first initial steps, had a little bit of success, but are looking to grow and scale. But I also do a lot of work inside the Holistic Business Academy and some of my one-on-one coaching with people who are either transitioning from offline to online business or who have had other careers and expertise that they are now ready to position and sell online. I thought it would be great to do a great episode today where we dive into the core things that you should be thinking about when you start your business. And even if you've already started, this is still good advice. Chances are if you don't have the revenue you want, if you are hustling too hard, if your business hasn't quite clicked yet, you probably aren't doing these things either. So I think this will be helpful at various business stages. Now, The first thing I want to say before we dive in is that I literally do have an entire program, the Holistic Business Academy, that helps you figure this out in a way that is what is best for you. I'm going to give general advice today because it is, hello, a podcast, but ultimately the most sustainable business, the business that will grow the most in the way that you want it to, is the one that is rooted firmly in who you are, who you want to be, and the world that you are trying to create. So those of you that are Holistic Business Academy members, remember that everything that I say here and always should be filtered through your own values, your own vision, and your own needs and desires. A lot of that stuff is what we cover in the first phase of the Holistic Business Framework, Become. Also, good news, if you are not an HBA member and you are ready to grow your holistic business, say goodbye to the hustle, stop doing all the fucking things and start you know, having a bigger impact in the world and having your income actually reflect that, we are going to be reopening the doors to the Holistic Business Academy, doing a big free training that you can join us to learn more, get some really actionable tools and see if HBA is right for you in July, on July 13th actually. So the next step for you is to go and get on the wait list for the Holistic Business Academy just go to holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist. That way you'll be sure to know when our free training comes out so you can register for that and get on the list to know when we reopen the doors to HBA so you can join the most value-packed, most supportive, most values-led community of business owners uh, on the internet. That was a little hyperbolic, but I really believe that. I think we're pretty fucking great. Our community is great and we offer just really killer tools, support, I I love us (laughs) and and we want you to come hang out with us and grow your business. So we will go deeper there. And yes, right. This is general, you know yourself best, but this is what I learned. And honestly, what I would focus on if I were starting my online business again today. So the first piece when it comes to the online business space is recognizing that you are starting a business. I know that sounds very simple, but because the barrier to entry is so low for online businesses compared to, say, a brick and mortar business where you need to probably, you'll probably get a business loan, or at least you will get a a rental agreement, right? There are big expenses, things that make it a little bit more tangible when you have an in-person business, different kinds of insurance. There's just a lot, a lot more red tape, frankly, um, to have an in-person business, much higher costs. You tend to have to have committed 
to the idea that you have a business before you start one. In the online space, so it's very easy to kind of slip and slide your way in without making a commitment to fully exploring what it means for you to have a business. You can easily sell some stuff in your DMs or set up an Etsy shop that you check on every once in a while, right? It's very easy to get started. That's good news, but it does mean that I see a lot of people kind of dip their toe into starting a business and treat it like it's a hobby or not really give it the space and the attention it needs to see what success might be possible for them or to define those goals. So the first thing is you are starting a business. You don't have to, right? But you're here, so I'm assuming you want to or you already have one. Commit to it as a business. Commit to it as something that generates revenue. That is what it does. That means you need to have revenue goals. You need to have stuff to sell and you have to be willing to sell it. Now, this is a big chunk of mindset work for a lot of people. That's why we spend an entire phase of the holistic business framework working on these kinds of tools. But that's step one. You are starting a business. This is a real thing. You are creating an entity. You are creating an actual business that is outside of you. So we have to start there. Step two when it comes to starting an online business is recognizing that starting a business costs money. Now, don't get me wrong, we have a fantastic episode from just a couple months ago, Business on a Budget Redux, where I redid our very popular Business on a Budget lesson with all of my top tips, tricks, and tools for getting away starting your online business without spending a lot of money. We will link that up in the show notes. Definitely go check out that episode if you want to. But just because it's an online business doesn't mean it's free. And this is at first level, a bit of a mindset shift. There's a lot you can do for free or cheap. Again, check out the episode of Business on a Budget Redux. But this is an important mindset thing. Just because you don't have to pay rent doesn't mean there are not expenses for running an online business. Now, we want to be smart about those expenses. So when you're starting your online business, we want to ask a couple questions. What kind of money do you have to fund your business? Are you going to be completely bootstrapping it? We, are you going to be needing to make sales immediately so you can put that money back into the business and get some of the systems or tools that you might need? Be honest with yourself about what your financial resources are. We also have a whole video, a whole video. <laughs> there is not a video. It is a podcast. We have a whole episode of this podcast all about self-funding your business from a few months ago as well. So we'll link that up in the show notes. Definitely check that out. It is all about my top tips on how to basically generate cash fast, which at the beginning of your business should be a primary goal anyway. So go hit that one up when you're done listening to this episode. But be realistic about your financial reality. This is important from two perspectives. One, a lot of people, because again, that ease of, oh, I can just set up the Etsy shop, right? Or, or whatever it is, I can set up the Patreon. It's the same thing. Because people don't look realistically at their financial situation, often do not plan for the investments that are going to be required to grow their business. Just like if you had an offline business and you needed to figure out how to pay rent, you have to pay essentially internet rent to your newsletter service provider, to where you host your programs, to Zoom, okay? These are normal business expenses and it's important to take a look at what you can afford and what you think you might need down the road. This is also important from a risk management perspective. We have an episode about going full-time in your business from a couple years ago where I talk about this, but taking that leap to full-time is largely a risk management issue for you personally. But having a clear sense of your finances, how much money you have, how much money you need to make is going to make it easier for you to make strong business choices. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see starting business owners make 
because we don't tend to take our businesses very seriously sometimes when we start them online, we don't actually look at the financial picture. So you're making a business, that means you need to look at your money. What do you have? What do you not have, right? And you can, you don't need a ton of cash to get started. I will never tell you that. Again, listen to Business on a Budget Redux. I tell you basically how to run your business for like $15 a month, which is awesome. But to grow your business successfully, it is ideal to have a little bit of wiggle room to make some strategic investments. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I think strategic investments look like at this stage in a few minutes. So we're starting a business. We are recognizing that we need that business to make money and that we're probably going to have to spend some money at some point. I'm just going to insert this real quick. Because people don't tend to look at these business costs in, on an online business in the same way, people fall prey to predatory softwares, um, things where people are really charging you too much for the service they provide. I rant about this in the um, Business on a Budget Redux episode, so I won't rehash it here, but be mindful that if a software is free up front, chances are it either doesn't do what you need it to do, or they are going to screw you when it comes to processing payments. A lot of the popular quote unquote free softwares charge between five and 10% of your revenue and take that as their payment. So you will probably not be saving money using that method for very long, but go listen to that other episode when we're done here. So if I were starting my business over today, I think the first thing I would do is exactly what I said to you guys here is get realistic about the financial picture. So many small business owners who are just starting out online, especially spiritual business owners and values-led business owners and creatives have money fucking issues, okay? We've talked about this at length on the show. I'm not gonna get too into it right now, but we tend to underprice. We tend to have problems selling. This is why I created HBA because I saw these problems so much and I saw them in myself and this is what I wish somebody had helped me with earlier in my business. If I were starting my business again now, what I would recommend to you is I would actually focus on fewer higher priced offers that have extremely clear transformations or results. Essentially being in a narrow focus where you can charge a more premium price. Now why? It is easier to make more money faster with fewer sales and a smaller audience if your offer is higher priced. We did this math some in the self-funding episode, so you'll hear me talk about that, and in our episode last week where I talked about high-end offers. Now, if you're just starting your business, you may not be ready to sell coaching packages that are multiple thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars, and that is fine. But a big challenge I see when people make online businesses is that they're offering tarot readings for 30 bucks, right? And competing at the lower end of the scale on big websites like Etsy where there's a lot of different people and it's hard to differentiate and it's a race to the bottom in terms of pricing very, very often when it comes to services sold on those platforms. It can feel counterintuitive when you're starting your business to start at a higher price point, but the math works. It works so much more easily. And ultimately, I know that a lot of you are very passionate about having things at more accessible prices, so am I, but those things for them to be financially sustainable for you you need to be able to reach more people. And we'll talk about this in a minute with strategic investments and spending, but it's going to be a lot harder for you to reach more people if you don't have any money. (laughs) So this is where this idea of self-funding comes in. If you have higher priced offers, you need to sell fewer of them in order to hit your revenue goals, which means that you need a smaller audience. You only need a handful of potential customers if your offers are at higher prices. 
This is a math thing. And inside the assess phase of the Holistic Business Academy, those of you that are there, we have your amazing sales tracking and projection spreadsheet that we made for you super in depth. You can play around with pricing and numbers in that if you're inside of HBA. Uh, again, you can join us for the waitlist if you want. But that um, projection spreadsheet is fantastic for figuring out how switching, there's a section where you basically are going to play based off of price and number of sales, where you can play around with the price and see at what point you are going to have a reasonable number of sales to hit your revenue goals. So definitely check, play around with that. But basically, any of you guys can do this math at home. You just want to see, okay, if I charge $100 for a product and I need to make $1,000 a month, then I have to make 10 sales. Do I know 10 people, <laughs> right? When you're starting a business, your primary issues often are, well, figuring out what you're going to do with it, but then finding people to sell to. So that becomes a limiting factor. If instead your offer is $1,000, let's say you put together um, an introductory three-month tarot healing package or something cool like that for 1000 bucks then you only need to sell one, right? That's a lot easier. That's a lot fewer sales. I'm just using those numbers, but starting to think of what these more premium prices might look like. You don't need to be charging $10,000 or more, though, hey, you certainly can. Um, I've said this in previous episodes. This is why business coaches often encourage people to charge a huge amount of money for coaching programs, for one-on-one -on -one coaching, for masterminds, because you need fewer sales to hit these massive revenue goals. It's, it's just math. That's why they do it. Now, for me, as you know, I like to have a balance personally. We have something like Holistic Business Academy, much lower price for the business marketplace is, is dirt cheap. It, it's hard to find something like, like what we're doing at the price point that we're at. That's on purpose. But I got there by building my business by selling courses and one-on-one -on -one mentorships and coaching where I was charging more because even though I had always some lower priced offers, I needed to make enough money to pay myself and then to fund building a program like that, building an audience that was big enough to support a program like that. So that is what I would do now and I would do it faster. I definitely fell into the trap of feeling like I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy of charging more, that if I charged more, I was a bad person, that I was excluding people. There are so many fantastic creative ways to make work more accessible, even if you have higher price points, things like sliding scale, things like scholarships. You can do so many cool things. So don't let that stop you from creating an offer that actually supports you financially because you need to be supported financially before you can do anything else. And your financial security is going to come faster if you um, are able to make the sales you need sooner. So I would pick, uh, again, it doesn't have to be super premium offer, but I'm saying don't charge five bucks for your fucking tarot readings, y'all, please. <laughs> um, find a price point that actually matches what you need to make and your a reasonable expectation of your initial reach in terms of potential customers, because you're going to need that money in order to pay yourself and get in front of more customers. So not only does this offer, we want to not be bottom of the barrel, even if we're new. And I see this happen all the time too, even with people who are experts in their field, who have a ton of experience, something about coming online makes everyone doubt themselves. They're like, oh, but there's so many other people who do this. I mean, it's just more visible because they're a Google search away instead of being, you know, locked into a, an educational institution or in a local business that you would never hear of if you lived in another country, right? The competition is not as, um, is not as crowded a marketplace in general for most things that you guys are doing um, than you might think. 
And as a result, we tend to kind of get wrapped up in that and this comparisonitis and underpricing. No, right? Your business is going to be sustainable when you are paid. So we need to get you paid. That has to be step one. Um, the second part of that though, right, is that this offer needs to be clear with a clear focused transformation. We spend a ton of time in this in HBA. I talk about it all the time here and on Free Coaching Thursday. This is a place where people who are starting their business get really, really stuck because almost everything feels too specific. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. The way to stand out is to be specific, either in terms of the work that you provide, the people that you help, or the transformation that you create. Ideally, some combination of all those three. I would say you probably need two out of three in order to be kind of very successfully specific. If you're listening to this episode when it came out, the quick coaching with Sarah from the previous Tuesday, our recording of our free coaching over on Instagram, I talk about this idea of niching down and how what it really is about is specificity of product market fit. Listen to that if you are a little confused by what I'm talking about because I go more in depth there. But essentially, you people need to be able to understand what your offer does for them. What does your service provide? What will change in their lives if they work with you? Now, to be clear, you don't have to make promises, and I definitely don't recommend making promises you can't keep. Language like, my work is designed to, right, or this is a system to help you achieve is fantastic. You want to tie the offer to the outcome your customer desires, but you don't need to sit here and be like, and I promise you that you will make $20 million. That's sketchy as fuck. You can't make that promise unless you're going to have some kind of guarantee where they get to keep working with you until they hit that goal, right? Which I probably don't recommend at the beginning of your business because you're going to be figuring things out. So being clear on what you help people with and keeping the scope narrow at the beginning it's actually easier often to do slightly broader things once you're more well-known. This is a very common issue too. People look at very successful businesses and say, oh, well, that person has 50 courses on their website, so I should have 50 courses on my website. No, you're not famous. <laughs> you are probably not famous if you're listening to this. Maybe you are, that's cool. Um, but you're probably not. <laughs> you probably don't have, you know, several hundred thousand million followers on Instagram or, you know, tens of thousands of people on your mailing list yet, um, especially for the context of this episode, starting an online business, right? Some of you may have that, which is super rad. I don't, I don't have that. So it's actually that there's a desire to be really broad in our business. And I do think it's very important to test and tweak and explore and see what you like. I'm a huge fan of that. But just from a purely business perspective, Focusing on something more narrow is going to make it easier for people to know if you can help them or not. So having offers that have a specific outcome, especially for service providers, I think this is such a fantastic way to get your toe in the door in an online business. Is there something specific that you can do for people? I can set up your email list and three email funnels in two weeks. Awesome. Oh my God, I would totally pay someone to do that. I don't want to do it. That sounds like a lot of work. I can build your website in two weeks or whatever your time frame is, maybe not two weeks. That would be pretty fast. So I know people who do that. Um, I can teach you tarot. I can help you develop your own language of tarot in three months. That was a huge part of my mentorship program was helping people to create their own tarot language, what it meant for them. I did a three month mentorship. It was a very clear transformation. It wasn't you will be a professional tarot reader after, though many people did decide to do that. It was very explicitly, we're going to create your tarot cosmology through this work together. 
So that level of specificity makes it easier for people to refer to you and easier for you to explain to people what you do. This is the classic elevator pitch. Can you say it in a sentence? Can you actually explain the outcome that you get for people in under 30 seconds? If you can't, it's probably not specific enough. And um, I think there's a piece here to note. I know a lot of us are multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, you know, very curious people. Picking something to start with doesn't mean you can't change it, right? The goal is to get data as quickly as possible about whether or not you like the thing and whether or not people will pay for the thing. So getting specific and trying something is awesome. You can change it again later, do not worry, okay? But you've gotta start somewhere. So this third piece then, right? We talk, well, fourth piece, we talked about this is a real business, knowing your finances, creating an offer that is not underpriced and probably ideally on a higher end level so that you can get those sales faster, that has a clear focus or clear transformation. Then we need to talk about strategic investment. So this is the piece I alluded to earlier that folks tend to really skip when they're starting an online business because of how easy it is to get your foot in the door. But what happens is people end up spinning their wheels for weeks, months, and honestly years because they're afraid to spend money um, or because they feel like they shouldn't have to because there are so many free things. It's important to note that there's usually a time cost with any free software you're using, not always, but It'll take longer to set up, it won't work as well, it won't talk to your other softwares. Um, so being mindful of the, the idea that like your time like is worth a lot. <laughs> so if you can pay 30 bucks a month for a software that does things correctly, that is time you just got back to actually be selling and be helping people with your business. So strategic investments at the starting business stage are twofold. There are learning new skills and there are growing your reach. Okay, and the third would be software setup stuff, but we already kind of talked about that and you can do it on the cheap. Learning new skills and growing your reach. Now, learning new skills is very, very, very important. There are definitely folks out there, you might be one of them, who can listen to podcasts and read books and take action on that and you're fine. A lot of people need more than that. They need community, they need feedback, they need accountability. And that's why things like what I do, right? Online coaching programs, um, facilitated community programs are so popular in all these different fields, right? Everything from guitar playing to sewing to herbalism to business, right? Figuring out what specific skills you need to learn and investing in programs that will help you to learn them, it's probably worth it. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that you need to go and buy some of these like multi-thousand dollar programs, which is totally fine. I, I, I have purchased many of them and I think a lot of them are fantastic values, but you probably need some help, right? So being mindful and saying, hey, maybe I do need to join a membership site like the Holistic Business Academy. Maybe I do need to buy a $97 masterclass on Instagram because I really don't understand it and that's gonna be my primary focus. Maybe I do want to focus on SEO, so I'm going to buy a course on that. The reason I'm mentioning this specifically is because being afraid to spend money can be, can be a challenge. This is why I said know your finances, right? I'm definitely not suggesting that you should spend a bunch of money you don't have. Please don't do that. That's what libraries are for. There are so many great ways to learn things. There are tons of free resources. Hello, you're listening to one, right? But don't be afraid to spend money because you know, you're nervous it's not going to come back or something like that. Um, ultimately, that in general, in general, it's going to stop you from growth because you're not learning the things you need and you're spending your time trying to figure things out 
um, rather than implementing. And what, what happens when you purchase something that is an effective teaching tool, it will help you to get into the implementation mode faster. So you're wasting less time trying to tie together and duct tape together strategies or knowledge from like free Facebook groups and stuff, and you're actually like doing the thing. The second piece of this though, and this can be a little bit challenging at the beginning, but is figuring out what you actually need. What do you actually need to learn? Um, I find that a lot of times folks cast way too wide a net there. I need to learn Instagram, I need to learn Pinterest, and oh, I, if I only had this one strategy, everything would work. I need to do this, I need to start a podcast, I need a personal business coach, and I need a life coach, and I need a manifestation coach, or whatever, right? It gets a little bit out of control. If you know what your offer is, and you know who it's for, then you should be able to pick one or two key things you need to learn, right? For most folks, what I recommend is something that is focused on communication and messaging. I find that actually writing is the big and communicating is the biggest problem I see with small business owners. We do a lot of communication work inside of HBA. Um, there are a lot of great programs out there that teach that more specifically for certain platforms. I teach foundational work, my goal being that you will learn these skills and, and concepts and be able to apply them to anything because the social media landscape changes so much. But for example, if you're like, oh, nope, I know my customers on Instagram and I want to go all in, there are programs that will help you to communicate more effectively on Instagram, right? Or on YouTube or something. Or, again, we're only talking about online right now. So on whatever social media platform you, you choose or whatever technique you choose. So finding something that's going to teach you foundational skills in a way that actually aligns with your out outcome goal and staying focused on that. Staying narrow. You don't need to buy 50 different programs. You should be able to, to find one or two that are going to answer a lot of your questions and get you started. And they should be programs that are focused on getting you sales, right? The building the skills to help you grow your audience and get sales. That would, is the most important thing. Without sales, you don't have a business. Without an audience growth strategy, you don't have enough people to keep buying your things. Again, this is all, is all basic math stuff. So being really clear on what you need to learn to grow your business. The second piece there is that often people do need to invest in some kind of help setting up their business legally. Please stop asking business coaches for this information. Like stop asking, <laughs> stop asking me. This has definitely become one of my pet peeves. And, and I know it comes from a, a lack of education and kind of how opaque it is when you try to figure out how to set up your business. There are a handful of business coaches who are also lawyers or accountants. That's great, depending on uh, their scope of practice. They might be able to give you advice on that. Most business coaches cannot ethically tell you how to legally structure your business. You need to talk to a, uh, an accountant or a lawyer. Um, so I do recommend setting aside some cash for a consultant with a local accountant. It's probably worth your time. A lot of them will do it for free, uh, especially if you are going to do your taxes with them or something, which is also totally worth your money once you start a business. Um, but a lot of times those consulting fees, maybe for an hour, would be somewhere like two to $400. And you'll be able to talk to an actual expert who can actually ethically give you advice on business structure for your location, because it also depends on country. It depends in the US, at least on state, there are different regulations. So I really recommend that as a core investment I know at the beginning of your business, spending two or $400 can feel like a ton of money. I remember when I registered my LLC and had to spend like $250. I thought I was going to fucking vomit. I was like, I don't have $250 for this. So I, I hear that. And also the peace of mind of knowing that you're doing it correctly is going to be worth it. 
And the peace of mind of knowing that you got your advice from someone who is actually a certified public accountant, who is actually a lawyer, who actually knows what they're doing, that is also worth it. You know, I think a lot of us try to get away with kind of like Googling things and you can figure a lot of this out on your own. But I wish I had spent that money at the beginning of my business instead of trying to figure it out myself and ultimately having to redo everything a year later. Anyway, that was my story because I did not talk to an accountant. I just made an assumption about what I needed. So I really recommend that. And just keeping in mind that that is a different part of your business, the operations part of your business, but especially that financial operations part and that legal operations part, that is something that most coaches cannot help you with. Most business strategists can't help you with. They can probably provide information, but they cannot legally help you with that. It's not a reasonable expectation of them and they shouldn't be doing it. I don't see people doing that a lot. I just know it's a question I get a lot. So save your 200 bucks, go talk to an accountant. It'll be worth your time and your money. Or if you're an HBA, of course, we have bonus trainings on that where you can get some generalized advice and then from there figure out where to go next. Those trainings are provided by lawyers and actual tax preparers, <laughs> not by me, <laughs> um, which is very important as well. And a bookkeeper, we have a bookkeeping training too. So that is the second piece. The third piece when it comes to strategic investments, and this is something I think a lot of people wait way too long on, myself included, is specific audience growth investments. Whether that is using ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, you can even get ads on Hulu now. I haven't tried that yet. I definitely don't have videos good enough to run them on Hulu, but I love that you can do that. All these different ads platforms, you need to have validated your offer organically first. We want to make sure people actually want the thing before you put money behind it. That's very important. My, unless you are already a business pro and this is not your first rodeo, like then I say go for it. But if this is your first business, making sure that people actually want the thing before you start spending money on getting it in front of people, I think that's really important. That's how people end up losing money on ads is they haven't validated their offer. No one has bought it. But once you have validated your offer, you need to grow your audience. And if you have the ability to spend some money on that, doesn't have to be a lot. There's a lot you can do for three or five bucks a day. That will help your business to grow faster. And I know I waited too long on that. I think something like Facebook ads or Google ads, they're very opaque. They're hard to learn. There are some really great trainings on that. Liz Melville is my go-to for Facebook ads. She's brilliant. She has a training called Ads on Fire. You can check her out. But if you're able to put a little bit of money aside for that, that can be really helpful. This can also be you know, helpful money to have for doing things like collaborations, right? Or if you know that you have if there are influencers who actually work within your field, right, not people who make sense, um, you know, that maybe you want to, you know, that you, you can pay for a shout out in their newsletter or something like that. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But money is money is gas in your business. And if I were starting my business over again, I would validate this offer quickly, and then start growing my audience for it faster. And I would probably spend some money on ads if I could. So that is the how to start your online business quick start in 30 minutes. I know that's a ton of information. I'm going to go ahead and recommend. I know I mentioned a bunch of other episodes in this. If you're going to try to use this information and actually take action, please listen to it again. We often really overestimate what we retain from listening to something, especially if you're listening to this like in the car or on a commute or whatever. Make sure you listen again and take some notes. There's a ton of information in here and I don't want you to miss any of it. Um, I really want you to be able to take action on this, but here's the quick recap, right? You are starting a business, commit to that. Know your finances, know what you need to make, know what you have to spend and play around with. 
make sure you make an offer that actually can financially support you, right? Don't go, don't raise to the bottom of the barrel. The beginning of your business is not the time to sell a bunch of $10 products, uh, especially online. It's going to take you a long time for that to be sustainable because of the sheer number of customers you need and how hard it is to get in front of those customers without cash to help boost your reach. That offer needs to be clearly focused with a clear transformation, a clear outcome that you help people with. And we want to make strategic investments, right? If you need it, don't be afraid to hire an accountant or a business lawyer for a one-off consultation to help you make those decisions. Um, that is well worth your money and will make your life so much easier and give you like the peace of mind to know that you're doing the right thing in terms of your legal structure and your taxes and your bookkeeping and all of that. The peace of mind is worth the investment. And then if you're going to invest in programs, make sure you're looking for ones that are actually focused on teaching you sales and marketing skills, whether that's for a particular platform that you have committed to, or whether it is something that's more foundational, like what I teach, which is designed to be applied regardless of what social media is hot right now. Learn skills that will actually get you results and help you get more customers and help you honestly learn how to think about your business and how to think as a business owner, how to take feedback data and test that and, and create new things. Hard, tangible skills. Those are the really powerful investments. And then yes, consider if you're able, once you validate that offer, putting a little bit of gas in your business car and buying some ads or doing some collaborations or hiring, um, you know, paying some people for to help you extend your reach that that is totally reasonable, it is okay, and it's going to help your business grow faster and help you, um, again, as long as that offer is validated, it's going to help you to reach more people sooner. So I hope this has been super helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, if you are like, yes, I want to do this and I wanna do this in a community of people who, who share values and are like awesome and super smart and doing really cool, amazing stuff in the world and really keen on helping people and still getting paid and doing good work and making good money, come check out the Holistic Business Academy. Get on the wait list for our free training July 13th at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist. You will be the first to know when registration is open for the free training and when HBA is open for you to join us inside of our community of spiritual entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys there. So I will see you next week. Bye for now.